How about how about the Cowboys last week, man? Dude, how I, about that? You know, I uh, I was honestly just kind of just surprised. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was it wasn't. Um, <clears throat> the problem was, is like you know, I work night shift, so uh, it was at noon, and I I was oh, that's like in get the middle of sleep. It, huh? Yeah, well, and the fact that uh, where I'm at, that they showed the Minnesota, whoever the hell Minnesota played game. And, uh, oh, that sucks. And I'm in the northern tier. So once the Minnesota game ended, there was still like, you know, half the fourth quarter left in the Cowboys game. So um, <clears throat> I didn't wake up till after it was over. But I kept waking up during the game and seeing the score. I've <clears throat> been like, man, I might as well not even watch, you know. Um, yeah, dude. It was a good yeah. game, though, man. I, yeah. Dude, I was, uh, I was talking so much shit in the first first quarter man because like yeah. the first two times the cowboys touched the ball they fumbled it basically gave yeah. it away and yeah. uh the first fumble they had uh atlanta scored on one play yeah so yeah uh it was it was a good time to start talking shit so i started doing so but cowboys came back yeah man eat, they, a, uh, eat a lot of crow mm-hmm. on that one well the thing but, is is you know uh they kicked that uh that little spinner ball and uh what was atlanta doing so, so I, what I think was they were what, the, what they said was they were afraid that that ball, since it was spinning the way it was, if somebody would have jumped on it, right, like right when it was spinning like that, it would have popped out and done some craziness. But that sounds like I, a bullshit excuse for when at, you messed up. At, if it was me, <laughs> yeah, no, if it was me, <clears throat> knowing how the rules work, I would have kicked it out of bounds if I if I thought it was going to bounce somewhere. I would have just kicked that sucker out of bounds and guess what? You got to re-kick it's your it. ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, re-kick re-kick. It. yeah, re-kick it. Yeah, either re-kick. I think it's your ball, but you 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 do the penalty, and then it pushes you back, and you know. So yeah. it's like either way, even if it's yeah. a re-kick or it's uh, you keep the ball, you get the ball and take the penalty. It's a win-win situation because yeah. the chances of converting on it are like less than one percent. Yeah, like, well, and yeah, especially with the new rules. Well, if you think about it, all you have to do is jump on the ball. At the end of the day. The defense, the receiving team, does not have to wait 10, 10 yards like the offense does, yep. like the kicking team. And when, when that receiving team receives the ball, they can jump on it at any point. You know? And so what's crazy is is I don't think they practice this very often. And if they do, they probably haven't practiced it in a game or in a in a practice setting at all. So, yeah. Some- it, you know, bad on their special teams, right? terrible i mean we, i mean yeah. even in high school we practice kickoffs and you yep. know, different types of kickoffs and different types of blocking schemes and um yep. you know before the kickoff was kind of made irrelevant but it's still not irrelevant because of the onside kick mm-hmm. so. and that and that play proved it right there man you don't get right. them very often but i mean when it does happen right. and then well, they and throw a strike to cd lamb to just seal the deal basically all they had to do yeah. is kick it from there it's a well, chip then, shot then, basically you know, the savior of the game was the kicker. And, and the great thing about that is last year, um, the problem with everything was the kicker. So, yeah. um, you know, the, the, that's the good thing. And, and like, I know he missed a field goal beginning of the uh, season, but <clears throat> you know, new, new team, new atmosphere, no, no fans. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, it's just a little different. And, um, you know, you kind of got to get the uh, rust kicked off literally, um, mm-hmm. and you have preseason games to do that, so I get it. Yeah, 
you know, the first game is going to be a little rusty, even for like veterans, but yeah. um, no, so that, that game was fun. Like, so I went back and <clears throat> I kind of like, I looked at what the Cowboys were doing and um, it looks like the, um, the Falcons were the way I like equate it to the Falcons were playing a video game, like a 12 year old and got too <laughs> cocky. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just, they kept throwing the ball and then they, they couldn't run the ball when they wanted to run the ball and they were just getting cocky. And you know, when you're a kid, you try to score as many points and get as many yards as possible. And that's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. Looking back at it. And then like, they couldn't do anything on defense. But what's crazy though, is like, they didn't turn over the ball any. No, but um, they, they, like, but they, they didn't, didn't manage the clock, man. That was right. The that's what I'm saying. Once so you got going into yeah. halftime, that second half should have been all clock management almost with the yeah. lead that they had. But yeah. at the same time, though, I will say, like, in the first half, any time, like, Dallas would score or anything like that, boom, like, Atlanta answered right back every yeah. single time. So it was like anytime you would think the Cowboys were going to get some momentum, they're just trying to – they just squashed it in that well, first half. And the interesting but in that thing second the, half, they, they didn't do that. The Cowboys it, would score, and they wouldn't have an answer for it. So the interesting thing about the Cowboys is um, the way they play – the, the way they play wears your defense down. You've got Zeke who can literally like, he may not be a passing threat. I mean, he is a passing threat. He's a receiving threat. But when he runs the ball, he's a bruiser. You know, he's fast and he can get around, but he's a bruiser. Like he doesn't, he doesn't shy away from contact, you know? Um, and the thing is, is like he can break a 50 yard run at any point. So you've got to respect the run at, at all times. And at the same time, you've got these three different types of receivers. You've got, um, you know, Mari Cooper, who's all around one of the best top 10 receivers in the league, um, running routes, catching the ball, that kind of thing. And then, um, you know, he's gotten a lot better at catching the ball. He used to drop a lot of passes. But uh, Michael Gallup, who is, you know, coming onto his own, he's a strong, fast receiver. And CeeDee Lamb, who's he's kind of in his own in his own realm of a slot receiver. And uh, he just seems so smooth with the ball. And, and it's like, well, who are you supposed to stop? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Dak and Dak was running the ball. Dak had three touchdowns. So, uh, yep. I mean, speaking of which, the, whoever had Dak in fantasy this last week, yeah. lucky person. Yeah. What does he have? 450 yards passing, four touchdowns, uh, one passing touchdown, three receiving touch or three rushing touchdowns. Rushing touchdowns. 18 so, yards rushing. So what what does that put point. him at on fantasy? 40, 41 points. Yeah. Damn. Jesus. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I, I didn't expect the, that from him. Maybe he could have thrown but. the ball to himself and caught it and got a couple PPR points too. <laughs> yeah, just makes it all in. But. Yeah. No, so that's so. Be um, a lot cooler if he did. So one of my uh, <laughs> one of my sleeper picks that I picked up for uh, for our fantasy squad. Um, he's got twenty four right now in the fourth quarter. Oh, uh, plays for Jacksonville. James Robinson. That Who are you playing back. this week? You got oh, you got <clears throat> playing oh, G G baby. Yeah, Gee, yeah, baby, yeah. that's my boy. Anyways, uh, damn. Yeah, he's got. Good he's only, I mean, he's only got 10, 10 carries, forty five yards, but he's got one touchdown, six receptions, and eighty three yards. So, he may not be running great, but he's yeah. receiving great. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely receiving great because they're probably not going to run him much. He's behind. I mean, they're behind by a lot. They're going to be passing. I'm sure. What, dude? Speaking of Thursday night footballs, I sent you that picture earlier today, mm -hmm. man. What is up with the shitty matchups on Thursday nights? They can't come well, up with better matchups, man. 
they got think about it. Last week I mean, was Browns, Bengals, Dolphins, Jags right now, and you got Broncos, Jets next well, weekend. And I know it's prime time, but it's a Thursday night prime time. People are not watching, don't care about football during a week typically. Yeah. Um, and, I feel like they would get more viewers on that Thursday night well, though if they had well, some the, good games there. The problem is is they need to if they want a big game, they need to have the, the one of the major networks take it and not just be NFL network. Mm, so that's true too. These are exclusive NFL network games and so you're getting like the AFC trash games, right? You're getting the um cuz like I, I so hear me out on this. I think the AFC has a lot of loyal fan bases. Mm-hmm. But their their fan bases don't stretch as far, I don't think, as the NFC fan bases. So, I can give that. Hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. With the think exception the, of maybe Miami and New England. Yeah. So so hear me out on this. So like Chicago and Pittsburgh, of course. So you got Chicago. You've got Detroit. You've got mm-hmm. Minnesota and the Packers. Right, that's yeah. one of the most loyal fan bases there are out there. But they stretch a long ways. Like the Packers stretch a long ways. The Bears yeah. stretch a long way. The the Lions Dude, actually have a decent, and then the Vikings really have a great fan base for their locality. Right? Yeah. They get the think about the Packers, way. man. Any oh, yeah. any time I run into a Packers fan out here in Texas, first comments or first questions always the same is, "Are you from Wisconsin?" And then of course, always followed up with, "Well, how the hell do you end up being a Packers fan if you're from Texas?" But yeah. They always say, if they are from Wisconsin and they moved down here, they always say, "Man, I'm surprised by how many Packers fans are down here, dude." There's like yeah. three or four bars you can go to around us and watch Packers game, and it's like a Packers bar. And there's yeah. also a bar down here for like the Bears bar. I'm sure there's a, probably a Vikings yeah. one somewhere too. But yeah, and, and and think about that. So then then you then think about like the Jets, like the I goddamn think they have- Jets. They have like one. They have a very loyal fan base, but I don't think it stretches outside of, out of the New England area, right? Um, New York area. I, I don't see. Um, there are a lot of Pittsburgh fans. I'll, I'll give them that. There are a lot of Pittsburgh fans. I know a lot of Steelers um, folks. Yeah, they got um, one of the largest, and they're up there with like the Cowboys as far as like. Yeah, but that's but, just because they got such a prestigious franchise. I, I mean, they're up I'm there in championships about, with y'all. And I'm not talking about the Packers and Steelers and the, the Patriots and the Cowboys. I'm talking about like yeah. the lower tier franchises, like the yeah, um, you know, like the, the Jets, Browns. So, if you're if yeah. you're a fan of the Browns still after everything they put them well, through, well, there are sure. you know, but there's loyal decent, there's loyal fans. There's a decent amount, sit. you know. Um, if you're from the Ohio area, I mean, who you who you get to choose from? You get to choose from the Browns or the Bengals. That sucks. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I guess you could be, I guess if you're on the other side of Ohio, you could be uh, a fan of the Steelers because, because Pittsburgh is right on the border. Yeah. Um, I guess that's what I would do. Shoot. Yeah. I wouldn't take either or be one a, of those. Or be a Colts fan, you know? Yeah. But, or Detroit, I guess. Like, I mean, Detroit's not terrible. Like lately they have been, but they, they always put a, together a good offense and, you know, they're not as bad as the Browns and Bengals are. They give teams a run for their money. They just like to come up short. I think last year they uh, they lost almost every single one of their games by less than like a two touchdown margin. Yeah, well, and and they have a good coach, right? So I think Matt Patricia mm-hmm. is legit. I think that he just needs some more time to build. And the problem is, is the NFL is really fast to to like cut people and be like, all right, your time's up. You had two years. You didn't do anything. Like, okay, well, you never let me develop my my draft picks. First of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you never let me fully take control and get my own coaches. You never let me fully um, develop my coaches, develop you know the players that I had, and 
and build a team that I wanted because you can't just change a team overnight, you know. And um, I get it takes those big drafts and you get the right personnel. And, and I think that's the problem with, you know, this culture is everybody's like, oh, I want it now. And, you know, um, you know, they're all the J.G. Wentworth generation, right? Like, it's yep. my money and it's I want my money. It now. I want it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's kind of what we are. And um, I Eight, think seven, seven cash now. Those, uh, those dudes are just, <laughs> they're, they're, you know, hindered by it. Yeah. So, um what's no, his I name agree. just must have broke like a 30 or 40 yard run because he's got third he's yeah, got 30 fantasy points now james robinson <laughs> Jeez, good pickup shout out to whoever picked him up this week um let's see what's where can we see the percent owned on here oh there you go a lot of people must have uh picked him up he he's up 40 percent this week yeah. He, was, he was only owned by 40% of people or 40% of teams. Well, they saw uh, him play last week and, and he, yeah. he played well, right? Like yeah. he's Dude, gone... I got some solid pickups for this week. I'm thinking that I, that I like, um, one, I didn't play. I mainly just stowed him away. I picked up, uh, he's actually playing right now. Mike just, just secchi, just I don't know yep. if that's yep. like, yep. uh, the tight end, uh, for the dolphins. He, yep. he's a good pickup, like for anybody out there that, um, Obviously, he's probably collected off a lot of waivers by this point in the week. But if he's not, definitely go get him. Um, he's probably not, to be honest. There's a lot of people don't look at tight ends too often whenever they're scouting the waiver wires. I feel like everybody always looks at receivers, running backs, stuff like that. Um, if you are struggling to have a tight end to put up at least you know five to ten points a game, he'll definitely do that for you. Um, last week against Buffalo, he put up 28. I don't think he's going to obviously do that every week, but. Five to ten well, should be solid. And another one, like there's there was two other uh there were two other tight ends that kind of had the similar production. There's a the Dallas Goddard guy from uh yep. Philadelphia. And I picked then, him up after week one, but I cut him. I just didn't have any need for him. And then Noah Fant from the the Broncos. Yeah. <clears throat> it, it worked out. Him. Yeah, well it worked out for me because George Kittle got hurt. Um it says he's healthy, but I'm like, you know, I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. It says like I mean this this player insights with Watson on ESPN says he's twenty six percent boom and nineteen percent bust. Mm-hmm. I don't but, know how much I trust that stuff. I mean it 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 I mean it's really still a roll of the dice either way. Whenever you get start getting to these guys down this low, I mean. Well, typically what I do is um, I try to listen to like their local like especially for these types of guys. Um, mm-hmm. they could make make or break the because like if George Kittle gets what he's projected, that could make or break seven more points than Noah fans projected. Typically, they're not proje- they don't score anything they're projected. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time somebody actually scored what they were projected to score. But yeah. um, like what I'll do is I'll go like I'll go watch you know Sunday morning countdown or something like that and check out what George Kittle's doing. And, like is he is he on the field? Is he running? Is he catching passes or is he in a in a training room? And nobody sees him or he's on a bike, right? So that, those are the two things I look at. I'm like, all right, is he really going to play? Or is this like a, a, you know, a facade? Or is this they don't know yet? And then he gets on the field, he runs one play, and his, yep. you know, his leg is like, yeah, I'm out. And and we're no offense. I hate those healthy. decisions, man. Yeah, I hate yeah. having to make those decisions because it could screw you over big no, time. Completely. Well, that's what happened with uh, what's with Will Fuller last week. Yeah, like, he didn't even play. Yeah, well, I don't he, think played, he played one snap. No, he played. Oh, he played some. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't catch nothing. He had like a hamstring problem. He always hurt, man. 
He'll go yeah. like one game. Like last year, he had like a 50 or 60 point game, and he didn't play the rest of the year. <laughs> little poos poos. <laughs> I just don't understand it, dude. Like, yeah, you, dude, you that's get... what I feel like with uh, Devontae Adams with Green Bay. He's hurt too. He's got a hamstring too. Last yeah. year it was turf toe. We lost yeah. him. Like he would, he would come in for a minute, and then he was like, "Oh no, it's aggravated again." Then he was missing whole games, and it was it's always the receivers. Dude, and they don't even fight. They get hit that hard, man. Yeah, it's so frustrating. You know but what I mean? Speaking of receivers, though, uh, another one that I picked up this week, dude. Um, if you if you can get him, I'd get him now. Don't start him this week, but stow him away. You could probably get him. He's only rostered in forty seven percent of leagues right now on ESPN. Um, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons for from the through the first two weeks, uh, he's played lights out, man. First week against Seattle, one hundred fourteen yards, nine receptions. Only thing he didn't do was score. Uh, Cowboys six receptions, forty six yards, but he got in the end zone for so he had sixteen points. Yeah, yeah, he's number um, fifteen, right? Yeah. He, uh, I believe he is, uh, no, number 83, number 83. Oh, I think 15 is Calvin Ridley. Oh, I think I'm a, I'm a, I could be off. wrong. I think, yeah. dude, Atlanta was throwing it around to everybody though. They um, I do. don't like him this week though. They play Chicago. I think Chicago's defensive line is going to put a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan. Oh, he's not going to have a lot of time. Calvin Ridley's 18. That's what I was thinking. 18. Okay. Yeah. And then, but, uh, stole away for week four. He's got Green Bay. As much as I hate to say it, that's a good matchup because our defense hadn't been playing that great. Uh, except for last week. I mean, we held the Lions 14, but the week before that, we gave up quite a bit of points to Minnesota, which I'm not too thrilled with. Um, so I'm curious to see, but I think he'll keep playing lights out. Um, mm-hmm. Then after that, he's got Carolina. That's another good matchup. Mm-hmm. Then he's got Minnesota, good matchup. Detroit, good matchup. Carolina, again, good matchup. Denver, I'm not sure about the matchup there. Um, I don't know too much about Denver's defense. But, dude, he I mean, you obviously can't play him this week against Chicago unless you're just in dire need of a receiver. But, dude, for one, two, three, four, five straight weeks, he's got a great matchup. Yeah, I like it. And and they've been throwing to him like crazy, man. So I like I like him moving forward. He's going to be a good one. Um, another guy that I picked up two off the waivers this week, man. Mm-hmm. Our league must have been sleeping on waivers this week. I got yeah. almost I didn't, all. My, I, I think I got I all in, my waiver claims. I put in uh, waivers and didn't get any of them. <laughs> I got a uh, Mike Davis for Carolina as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, just to, just to kind of have him until uh, McCaffrey comes back. McCaffrey uh, high ankle sprain. He'll be out for a couple weeks. I'm sure he'll be back though before the end of the season. I don't think ankle sprain's gonna keep him out. But dude. Speaking of injuries, though, man, what is going on this past weekend in the NFL? Yeah, uh, injuries gonna, galore, man. I was gonna, I was gonna um, touch on it real quick, and then I was gonna give you my my sleepers, and then you hit the hit like kind of yeah, let's hit your sleepers, there. and then we'll get there. yeah. So there's a couple real quick for me. Was uh, I really like John Brown? Um, says he's got some maintenance injury type stuff, but I think that he'll be fine. So John Brown is a, the backup or the second receiver for the uh, Bills, and uh, the Bills are. Throwing the ball, man. Josh Allen is just on it right now. And, um, you know, they're playing the Rams. Okay, I get it. They have a good secondary. They're kind of top-heavy with their secondary. Jalen Ramsey is going to be covering um, Stephon Diggs, and then um, and then Aqib Tlaib should be covering uh, John Brown. John Brown's way faster than Aqib Tlaib. I don't think Aqib Tlaib is what he used to be, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I like John Brown. He has, he has uh, you know, uh, scored – 18 and 19 fantasy points the past two weeks. Um, look for him to score some more just because of the offense production from Buffalo. Um, the other one, 
<clears throat> well, I you know I always I always like put out for Robbie Anderson just because I think um, I think he's been a great you know awesome awesome. Robbie's your boy, man. <laughs> but, but no, but the other one is and, and and this is less of a sleeper. I think he's kind of starting waking up. But since AJ Brown is out again. Um, I am not able to pick him up any leagues right now, um, but I don't think he's owned in all the leagues yet. I'd have to look him up. Corey Davis, um, I think that he's similar to John Brown, similar style of player, really fast players. Um, Corey Davis is a really good route runner, and I think that uh, Ryan Tannehill is throwing the ball a lot better than he did last year. They're really focusing in on Derrick Henry, um, which typically means the passing game is not as good but they are still getting him as targets and he's still catching the ball. So I really like that a lot. Um, and going into you probably that, got a good chance to pick him up too. He's got a, he's a 43% on an ESPN right now. Yeah, he's up 32%. So if you're going to grab him, you need to grab him now before waivers hit again. Yep, exactly. Um, so I appreciate that. And that, and that's, and that's something that um, he's one of my favorites this week. Um, I really like the offense of the Titans just because their defense plays so well um, and keeps the offense on the field. And, um, you know, I really like that they run the ball. It lets their defense rest. So they, they have a really good balance. Um, and, and if A.J. Brown's in there, obviously he's awesome. And he and he actually will help Corey Davis. Um, Corey Davis is kind of like, you know, it's his fourth year, and they talk about how it was like a um, a four-year, you know, after your fourth year, you'll really, you'll, you know, you've either broken out or you've, you've just kind of, you were a bust, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they said that this is the, uh, you know, is a, rare you know uh, a rare occurrence that the fourth year he's a breakout you know what i mean and maybe it's happening maybe it's just maybe it's just a two-game stint but it could be something that we could see from him his potential and he just has been sleeping on a team that doesn't throw the ball a lot you know um mm-hmm. so I, I like i said that's one of my favorite ones this week i do um, like that pick a bust i really don't like this week because he's not shown me anything is joe mixon and he's on my team and i don't want to i want to play him because they keep projecting him high, but I think he's going to bust it. He's going to bust. And I think this year is going to suck compared to last year. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just, also going up a pretty good run defense in Philly as well. Yeah, right. So I mean, Philly's got a great defensive line. They, their front seven is solid. The defensive line is is um, pretty incredible. They got Fletcher Cox, which he's, he's one of the best D linemen in the country. And um, I, I just don't know. I don't see why he – like they're like ESPN projected him 14. I don't see I it happening. Like watching, watching him run against the Browns, he was worthless, right? He didn't even he, get 14 against the Browns. And also, too, with the secondary that Philly has, man, they're probably you're probably going to see another 60 pa- passes from Joe Burrow this weekend. Yeah, It'd be stupid yeah. not to. Well, think about this. He, he ran for 16, 46 yards, four receptions, 40 yards, and he had 12 fantasy points. Man, he scraped that in because at the end of the, at that game, man, he in, in the fourth quarter he had nothing. I was super disappointed. I was like, "Holy crap!" Because the week before that, he had 19 carries for 69 yards. That's not terrible, but he only had five points. He's not getting the end zone. They're not scoring points. So, I, you know, I, if you have another choice besides Joe Mixon, go with somebody else. Um, you know, I mean, I got a backup running back that's outperforming this dude. So, I would look into something else. So. So going from there, um, we'll talk about the injuries. Um, just a few that like, you know, that concern me are the George Kittles, the AJ Browns, the, the Christian McCaffrey, which they're saying, you know, maximum of six weeks for him. And then, um, you know, the big one this year is Saquon Barkley, you know, they confirmed mm-hmm. ACL tear. So, yep. um, we know he'll be out for the season. 
Um, for me, what, what do you think about Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL? Do you think, you know, he's such a powerful runner and such a physical specimen. Do you think that that will derail him going in the future? Uh, do you think that procedures in modern day have just kind of, kind of eliminated that problem? Uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem that's eliminated. I think it's something that he's going to have to worry about for sure. Um, I don't think it's going to stop him from running hard. I think the only person that really, really, I mean, nobody benefits from an injury, obviously, right? But I feel like the one person who really, really has a lot to lose in this injury is Saquon Barkley. The Giants weren't going to do anything anyways this year, right? right. So he gets hurt in a pointless season, basically, because more than likely they're going to be the seller of the East. Um, so therefore, he gets hurt, goes down. ACL surgery, I mean, there is – I mean, surgery is obviously a lot better than it was 10 years ago, the procedures they do on – you know, on these guys. So, I mean, he may come back, you know, just as strong as before or damn near just the same. But from what I've seen, man, anytime you have like any type of knee injury, I feel like nobody ever comes back, ex you know, 100% same. You may get 95%, 90%, but you're never going to get that same initial explosiveness that he had, yeah, I don't man. think. I don't know how you so, can. Um, and, and, and it sucks for him because he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's done for. I mean, it, I feel like I'm casting this grim shadow over him, but if these are his best years because of this injury, it's wasted on shitty Giants football, and that sucks. I, I feel for him on that. If that is, the, if that ends up being the case, I hope for him that's not the case. Though. Man, but I, as a running back, man, you need those knees. Well, and for me, it's like, um, luckily he doesn't have to jump as much. So, um, but he's fun to watch, man. I, I, I um, I'm not a, I'm obviously not a Giants fan, being a, a huge Cowboys fan, but, um something special to watch a running back like that, you know, um, mm -hmm. there's only like five or six guys in the league like that. And, uh, you know, you got your Alvin Kamara's the, um, um, the Saquon Barkley's the Zico Elliott's the, um, those guys. Right. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you throw Todd Gurley was that way and he had a knee injury and he's not nearly exactly. what he used to be, you know? And, and that's what I think about. I think about Todd Gurley and then I think about, you know, that knee injury he had back in the day and then he had it, he re injured it. And I'm like, well, if Saquon yep. tore his knee on something super simple, it's like, man, is this the end of it? And but then I didn't think about Saquon Barkley, and he's like a physical specimen. Um, and and I feel like nowadays, um, these days, right? Um, besides like Bo Jackson in the in the nineties and the eighties or whatever, um, I feel like these dudes are such in good shape. I feel like the the dudes don't stretch, like. Mm -hmm they are always injuring their knees and their hamstrings and they're, they're freaking hurting their backs. And, and like those running backs back in the day, dude, like Emmett Smith was my size and he was, he's, he ran for 17,000 yards in the NFL. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I don't... think honestly it has to do a little bit. There's a couple things I think it attribute to Steroids. the stretch thing. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I think first and foremost, uh, the field surface has changed um, from what it used to be. Everybody right. used to play on grass, which is completely natural. There's yeah. no spring to it when you hit it or yeah. anything like that. I I don't know if – I mean, I'm sure you – I mean, you played in commerce where on the college field where it's like the grassy turf, right? No, we played – listen, this is probably super horrible, but we played on that sucker in a, in a, uh, um, in a scrimmage against yeah. – um, I think it was White Wright. I think it was when Tyrone Swoops played for him. Oh, shit. Yeah, we had to play against them, too, when he played there. But uh, we played against them, and there were no beads on the turf. 
What? <laughs> Dude, it was like concrete. I, I dove for a pass and I didn't have gloves on because I didn't like to wear gloves yep. to catch the ball. I don't know. I like to feel the ball and all that. But like I dove and then I caught myself with my hands to slide. And I got up and my whole hand was just blistered up because there were no beads to stop, you know, to stop the friction. Oh, that that I, sucks. Man. I told the I told the like, yo, listen, that sucks. That sucks. That even legal? I mean, I get it's 2010, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that? the new. I think they've I think they replaced the turf since then because yeah. they brought that giant ass logo in. But not. Yeah. Uh, but back to like what I'm saying. I think the the artificial trip like with the beads and stuff yeah like when you run on those it's kind of bouncy and i i I feel at least it doesn't feel completely natural like running on it and so like i think that like whenever guys are planting hard on these surfaces it's giving them a little pushback and it's just enough with the torque that they're putting on their bodies and their knees that it's just uh-huh. doing something to their their ligaments and muscles and stuff uh, like that that their body's not ready for. Well, Second thing I think is at least for this last weekend is the fact that there was no OTAs, there was no preseason, there was none of this. Nobody's so ready. Nobody is in game day ready shape. That you could say these guys are the best shape of their life. They are, but in the off season, you can't tell me they are like ready to go like a Sunday football game shape. Six, right, six seconds six every second single day sprints. of the year. Six second sprint, six second sprint, you know, running as hard as you can to hit the next target, running right. as hard as you can to do this, you know, like it, it, no matter how much you practice, you're not going as hard as you are going in the game. Correct. You know, like, and, and maybe some of these guys are, I get it. Like what we call them pregame warriors or practice warriors, but like, <laughs> yeah, practice heroes is what we call them. Yeah. Practice heroes. Like, <laughs> like we got that, but, but these guys are not like, like the Saquon Barkley's you know what he's probably doing? He's probably running with the ball high, covered up, and running and hitting the holes. And then nobody's tackling him, right? Mm-hmm. Now 100%. he's going in the he's air. He's definitely not getting hit at practice. Right, right. <laughs> now they're slapping him, right? Like, oh, got you kind of thing. Yeah. And luckily for the quarterbacks, the same thing happens, but the, the quarterbacks basically can't get hit. When they do, it's like a normal tackle, you know, something mm-hmm. that you do in practice when you're 12. But, like, you know – um, but but the thing about this, you, it's not just the big guys. It's all these these other guys. Like and and, and I think that you have a point, dude. Like, it's got to be the game speed, not doing the OTAs, not doing the preseason games. You know, social social distancing. Probably they're not probably doing as much practice as they need to be, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and they're not. They're not, you know, doing enough physical things. They're probably working out on their own. Cool, they can bench three fifty. Like I get it, but like, are they stretching right? Are they warming up game wise? Right? You know, are they doing those things to get their legs warmed up? And you have and, the strength, but do you have the endurance for the four quarters? You know, what right? I mean? you, and it's have a you different. Been, have you been keeping up with that in quarantine? Even even Dak Prescott said that he wasn't. All yeah. he said that he missed some workouts when he was dealing with his, depression. you know, depression and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, he was, you know, he was talking about how he missed workouts so i'm curious like one how many workouts did he miss um based on how he played last week i don't think he missed very many but if he did miss a lot it's curious to see if like how his body will hold up over the course of you know well and luckily i think these guys kind of get into more and more shape as the season goes because you know they're they're with their trainers and they're they're watching their food and stuff i'm sure i'm sure when corona hit and they couldn't go anywhere and you know they're going to the grocery store getting steaks and 
you know, uh, eating some ice cream and drinking some beer and, (laughs) you know, yeah. Oh, we'll just do this for a couple weeks. And And then two months later, got a beer belly, right? Yeah. Looking like John Daly out there. Dak Dak looking a little (laughs) chunky, bro. Like he put on some weight, like not in a good way, man. I think I said that in last week's episode. And he showed up to last week's game looking like baby locked them doors and turned them lights down low. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that dude was nuts, man. With yeah. that outfit, got I loved it. The cowboy hat and the yeah, um, it looked good. He's looking like his pants were a little sharp, but hey, man, I'll give him. He, I'll give he's him looking that like he's looking like that Dallas Texas swag, man. Yeah, I like I was it. Before work, give it to him. yeah. Another Cowboys fan, obviously, and I like to hate on the Cowboys, but it's hard to hate on him when he's embracing the Texas spirit, you know? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And speaking of Dak, man, did you see um, what is his first name? Let me see real quick. Dak? Uh, uh, not, not, yeah. <laughs> Dak. Dak. Dakota? <laughs> no, uh, Hayden Hurst, the tight end for uh, yeah, yeah. the Falcons. Yeah, you see him go up to – I think it looked like it was after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went up to Dak or whatever and was like, hey, man, appreciate you coming out like you did. Yeah. Uh, he's like, me and my mom, we got a foundation about, like, suicide prevention, you know, all so, this. So let, let's link up, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, we'll collab. So yeah. I was like, that was pretty cool. Like, even though he lost that game by a point, you know. Well, respect, right? Make sure you remember sometimes, man, like, some of that shit's bigger than football, especially, like, with coming out with shit like that. Man, you know? I, I, I have never really liked Skip Bayless. He's always been a big Cowboys fan. But, you know, he's the one that broke the news on SMU in the 80s. So I've always had this, like – disdain like, for him. like I didn't, I didn't i didn't go to smu and nor could i've ever afforded a weather cowboys fan i hate to break it i mean yeah, he, he rags is. on whatever they're doing he like like bad rags on them when they're playing like shit like but like for me it's like okay smu was smu like may not have been like a squad i could ever afford to go to mm-hmm. i've always liked them I always liked you know watching them play they're a hometown you know college and um yeah. you know they've never been good so it's awesome when they're good right so and then the college uh, represents, you know, kind of, you know, detail, wow. baby. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely like it's not the oh. goofiness of UNT and it's not, you know, a branch of a school. It's its own school, you know, and they and they're good at basketball. But, you know, he's the one that ragged on that football team and ruined that football team for 25 years. And what what pisses me off about that is they were not the only team doing that. They're just one to get caught. Like, what exactly and, were they doing again? I, I'm not the most up to date on the SMU thing. I know they got the death penalty, but. Yeah, so they were paying players. So, like, um, the big one was, you know, Eric Dickerson. And, uh, you know, A&M gave him a gold Trans Am. And, you know, SMU, all of a sudden, he, he decides to go to SMU. And they're like, well, shit, if A&M gave him a gold Trans Am, what did SMU give him? And and Eric Dickerson on the, you know, the 30 for 30 was like, I'll never tell. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> He's a sports analyst, too, now, like, I believe. So it's funny to see. He's still in the game, you know. But like, but like, um, you know, he was. Uh, I think he worked for Fort Worth Star, or he worked for the the Dallas Morning News, one of the two. And he Dallas he's Morning like, News. yeah, and he's like the one that um, kind of led the coaches and all them into like a trap essentially. So, um, mm-hmm. but you get to watch the Pony Excess. It kind of goes into. It's really good. It's on. Uh, it's um ESPN thirty for thirty. I think that. What's it called again? It's called Pony Excess write that down yeah it's really good like it's all dallas and they talk about dallas with the big cowboy hats and they talk about the big money and 
um you know it's just funny like you'll like it It, it's one of the best for me it's one of the best 30 for 30s there is i'll have to watch it this week and uh next week episode we'll have to do a a, you know special segment on that so all all eight of y'all listening to this right now um if you guys want to know what we're talking about next week uh make sure you go watch that 30 for 30 pony access um because we'll definitely talk about it next week but and and so um anyways like uh Crap! Well, I forget what I was going into on that one. <laughs> They're paying the players death yeah. penalty. Uh, yeah. he broke the news on it. Skip Bayless did. Oh yeah, so we we're talking about Skip Bayless, right? So that was my goal. So, so Skip Bayless sucks. I I hate him honestly. He's a huge Cowboys fan, quote unquote, right? Air quotes. Like you said, mm-hmm. he's a Fairweather fan. Um, but you know, I think we talked about it before. But his comments he said about Dak Prescott and coming out with depression and. You know, his brother has committed suicide over the summer. His mom died a few years back from cancer, and he never fully recovered from that. And I don't think you can ever, 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 ever say something like he did. So he basically said, you know, you, you know, I get it. He came out, right? He came out and talked about dep- being depressed and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, you have to be the leader, and you have no place to say that. And, and what I he was talking yeah. and I was like, what he's still a human man. No matter what team he's on. Yeah. And, you know? And, and to me, that's a huge, huge sign of, of being confident in yourself and being a good leader is being transparent and being vulnerable with your players and being like, listen, I know I'm the leader, but I struggle too. I've got problems too. I'm mm-hmm. going to fight through those problems, but I want to let you know that I'm here with you and we're going to, we're going to fight through this together. Right. And it's like, I would rather somebody tell me that than, than act like it's all cool. Like it's different to be cool in a situation where it it's crazy. Like at, you know, in a, in a football play that's going nuts and you're cool, calm and collected. That's different than in a, you know, a leadership setting where it's not instantaneous. It's like, Hey, I'm vulnerable with you. I'm here with you. I'm a human just like you. We wear a pant. We put the pants on the same way. We would tire shoes the same way we're in this together. And I think that creates a cohesiveness that they can all bond together and talk about those types of things if they need to. Cause like it's, if the, the team leader comes out and says, I'm depressed and you've got this, you know, this running back that maybe, you know, t- like say, say like a, or a lineman that's a backup and all he's waiting to do is break out and become a badass player, but depression's holding him back. And then he's able to come out and talk about it. And maybe that that's the, the piece that sets him apart and, and he becomes a good lineman, you know, like, I know that's super like down the road, but that's a good you never know, man. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you're held back by your own mind. Oh, hundred percent, dude. You know, and and especially, and I'll be honest, man, like the whole quarantine thing, a lot of people were getting into it like that, man. It's just like, especially if like you're sitting at home, like you're working from home or even worse, you're not able to even work at all. And you got to stay at home. You can't find a job. You're doing all, dude, that quarantine did a number on, a lot of I feel like a lot more people than the actual illness in itself, but that's a conversation for another day because well, and that's why and and, and to, to, <laughs> to drive my point, Fox signed Skip Bayless to like the most lucrative contract, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There ain't nobody better out there that you could put out there that I want to watch. Put Pat Pat McAfee with Shannon Sharp on that show, and I guarantee you get more watchers. Like yeah, hundred percent. Of of originally, I really liked the Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp duo, 
But man, I'm gonna be honest too. Sometimes I can't tell if they're really like going at it, or it's fake, or, or if it, or if it's just one of those for like for show. Because sometimes Sharp Shannon Sharp looks like he's getting mad. He's also starting his own podcast too. Um, is he apparently? Yeah. Uh, what is the name? Is it? Well, buddy at work was telling me about it. He's a big Shannon Sharp fan. I I came by the, his dude's uh, cubicle the other day at work to say what's up to him. And uh, he had minimized one of his screens or whatever, and he had fucking Shannon Sharp on the background of his computer. He big Shay Shay fan. Shay Shay, uh, like old old uh, Chef Shay Shay is what he calls himself. Let's see, he's uh, where? What is the name of it? Maybe I don't think anything's out on it yet. I can't find anything yet. But yeah, apparently he's got one coming. But I want, I'm curious. We were, me and him were talking. We we're like, man, we're curious. Are they going to keep the undisputed rolling? I'm sure they will because I believe Shannon Sharp's probably getting paid a pretty penny from it. Yeah. But, well, and I'm curious. But dude, I'd definitely like that show a lot better if they took Pat McAfee and put him on there. Well, Pat McAfee's making a ton of money on his own show. And, and he's yeah, awesome. Yeah, he'll never like, go back to network TV, man. Like, his personality should never be held in check. No. Right? Not at all. It's the same thing like Joe Rogan. Like, like the fact that like Spotify possibly made him apologize, which I think he wanted to apologize, but like they probably made him do that. Or yeah. I, I know they're. I think they wanted to, or I think he wanted to apologize. I don't necessarily know if Spotify he Spotify may have tried to like at may have asked him and may yeah. have put a little pressure on him about it. Yeah, but like uh, from what I hear, man, is uh, some of the people in, that work at Spotify were talking about how they want to do they want to have editorial rights to his show and basically like a lot of the executives were like hell nah we're gonna let him keep doing what he's doing it's yeah. working you know what yeah. I mean and they'd be stupid to change it like yeah. regardless of what he well, says I watch him know? because he doesn't hold back there's no agenda with him he's just having a conversation with the dude across from him right or dudes yeah. or you know people like like it was so funny watching that Ron White show when they were like he. Ron White kept wanting to talk about the damn pig, right? So mm-hmm. they kept circling back to this pig, and I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, <laughs> this, they're talking yeah, about the UFOs and whatever, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you know, and, yeah. and I love that. But, like, um, anyways, like, Pat McAfee <clears throat> should never hold that personality back. 100%. You know, him on WWE was hilarious. Like, that was awesome, where he kicked a dude and knocked yeah. him out. And then, you know, he did, like, a backflip or a front flip in the, the WWE match, or the NXT match, sorry. And then, uh, and then he came back, and you know he's talking on his show, and he gets you know AJ Hawk on his show all the time, and um, he gets all these you know famous NFL players, and this stuff yeah. they do is hilarious. They're just and like that crew is just so well met. They they mesh well together, and um, you know the for the, the brand T shirts, good too, man. Do what like, I said. The interviews he gets with those athletes, I feel like is a little, is way better than your stereotypical espn interview or you're well, you know what was he saying you know, he says you're handsome like you're you know yeah. he's like it, it's he know. bullshits with him and it's yeah, awesome yeah, yeah, he, should, yeah. he should join the bs academy that's what we do with bullshit yeah, he, he, but, you know, he's, <laughs> like, he's like oh i like the comb over this week he's like uh he's like y'all going to the super bowl or what you know and he, yeah. he, he gets like the dirt out of them and you can tell yeah. they're like oh i can't say that but i'm gonna say well, it anyway it's half of them are probably his friends Oh, they know? are absolutely 100%. like the. Uh, That's why they come on there and do that shit with him. The Chargers GM loves him, and I think the Chargers GM is trying to get him to play for him. <laughs> oh shit, that would be funny. Him back playing again, dude. I mean, it's not like he can't pick it back up again. All he did was punt. You know, yeah. you don't have yeah. to be in the best uh, shape he, to do it. You just got to be able to still kick the ball. 
hit when, when he uh, recovered his own onside kick. That was so awesome. Mm-hmm. And like him drilling that dude, like, oh man, he, he's like one of the most he's fun the guys. To watch. Don't give no fucks, dude. He was laying people out by yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them, but still like putting a hit as a kicker. That's talk about like, there's a lot of things you can do as a player to shift momentum for your team. If you're the kicker or the punter, you and this dude, somebody. and this dude about to run it back, and you're the last line of defense. If you hit him, it's already going to be a good thing for your team. But if you lay him out, yep, dude, your defense is about to make that offense go three and out. Yep. I'm I'm what? really curious after that hit, what happened on on that next drive? Did that offense go three and out? I'm really curious. I well, bet they well, did. Let me call I him up to see what's up. <laughs> yeah. Hey Pat, I got yeah, a question. Yeah. Yeah. Got a question for you. <laughs> I love I love when he calls when when he has callers call in and they're like um, they're mm-hmm. like you know they'll, they'll they'll talk and they'll say some stupid shit and he's like well hang up <laughs> like yeah, he doesn't wow. care. <laughs> like that was whack. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's from somewhere up on the, like the northeast coast I believe right. Yeah, somewhere but he li- he's, he's lived accident. in Indianapolis for years yeah. now. So, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I like his show too. I like that they all just in there messing around, even like his buddies that are in there. Like his, I don't know if they're like they're like producing the show. I guess I don't know. Yeah, they they but. so they got a guy in the back that, that does the sound and the editing and the video, and um, you know he fl- he switches the camera frames and all that, and then um, they got a guy that answers calls, and they got two guys that are on there doing like you know research and you know getting stats and just ha- and having the conversation with mainly with Pat, you know, and then they usually have a guy sitting on the couch next to pat um there's usually like a special guest or something like that um and nice. you know they have a, they have a really nice setup like yeah they got a good, they it's got like a, a man show. cave that uh that's got a bunch of places for people to sit and set up for a podcast oh um, nice that's pretty yeah. cool yeah we'll get and, there one day man but yeah well <laughs> and for me for me this isn't like um this isn't like i'm trying to make money from this this, nah. this is like I'm here to talk, you know, talk to you, you know, old, old friends and talk about sports and exactly. And just be like, literally just, just BS. Like literally like, like it's not that we are, you know, that what we're talking about is BS. We're just here talking, you know, and, yep. and talking about sports and giving our it's stupid all, opinions and stuff. Yep. So. yep, exactly. It's a change of pace from the traditional show. I feel like that people watch for sports, you know? Yeah. Um, we may not be as knowledgeable as some of them, but I feel like it's more fun just to bullshit around with your buddies and yeah. talk about sports. But, yeah. you know, speaking of sports, though, um, you know, we got, I feel like, some pretty good games this weekend uh, for football. Um, obviously, man, that Cowboys and Seahawks game is standing out to me. I think that's going to be another shootout again. <laughs> I don't think either yeah. one of them will have that great of a defense. Um, well, Seattle's I like the that. Pre- got that what they they're decent man like they, they, they with, gave up 30 points to the patriots this last weekend yeah but i mean like, i know they got cam i mean it's not like well, they're it, shitty it, but all they but really got the, is they're nobody's used to that team nobody's used to um like i'm not i'm not giving anything against uh against the patriots because i've been i've been really liking this year's look patriots i i like mm-hmm. them a lot better without tom brady i think um yep. but that de- like that defense is is gonna get better. Like Jamal Adams is is a beast. Um, you know Bobby Wagner is still awesome. Um, the the linebacker always lines up next to Bobby Wagner. I can never remember his name. I think it's KJ Taylor or something like that. He's really good. 
the D line, you know, they they lost uh, Jadavian Clowney, but who cares? Like, they're good. They're a very solid defense, and and they're always going to make plays. Um, I think Dallas is going to score like 28, 31 points on them. And I think it's going to be 34, 31, one way or the other. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be this, you know, 42 to seven um, type mm-hmm. of game. Um, it could be, right? So Dallas defense is so bad. And if they don't score points, um, then it's going to be that way. But I really see it being a close game. Um, I love Russell Wilson. So it sucks to see the Cowboys even play them. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I, I think Russell Wilson is um, – top three favorite quarterback of all time for me. Um, I just love his attitude and, and how he plays. And then, um, you know, um, a game that stands out for me is uh, um, I like the Houston-Pittsburgh game. I think that's going to be a fun one um, just because they're both, you know, the blue-collar teams. And then um, I really like the New Orleans-Green Bay game. Anytime you yeah. put two of the best quarterbacks to ever do it against each other, it's going to be these, fun to watch. These are the two quarterbacks just a couple episodes ago you were saying if you got them on your fantasy team or like sitting or not on your fantasy team, you can maybe trade for them and get a good value trade because people don't value them as much. Yep. That stock price on Aaron Rodgers probably went up, though, after these last two weeks. Absolutely. Uh, and that's what I was saying is like I, I, I when I was saying that, I, I meant not. Yeah, that was the time game. to get in. You, you missed yeah. that window now. Yeah. And my, nobody's my, giving them up for cheap now. Yeah. So Drew Brees hasn't been playing as well this season. He has like the lowest um, uh, yards per catch um, like he's ever had in his career. It's like four four yards per catch or something crazy like that. Um, so he's dinking and dunking the ball, but I think he'll get in there in a little bit. You know, he was out a lot last season and with not having OTAs and your best receivers out. Um, that's another that's another injury that's that's just crazy is Michael Thomas. Yep. Um, I got but him on like, my fantasy team. Yeah, I feel bad for these guys, man. Your top five picks, maybe it was good to have a late pick, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Derrick Henry in a couple of leagues. I was kind of irritated. <laughs> I was like, dang it. <laughs> but I guess it's not too bad. But um, the best, I guess. But, like, if you think about this, like, the best players to get are the players you know are going to produce points. Even if the projections say they're not going to produce points, the best players to get late in the rounds are those guys. And if you can't get those guys, Start watching them in the waiver wires. And that's why I was saying it's like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, because they're going to put their points up regardless of what, you know, Andrew Schefter says about them. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and that's they're going to get I, theirs, man. That's why they're getting paid more than almost every other quarterback in the league. And, and that's know? why it's such an interesting game to me. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. Um, yeah. And then the uh, Buffalo. Football is that Monday night they play? No, yeah. I was I was throwing another game out there. Oh, Monday night. What's the Monday night game? Kansas City, Monday. Baltimore. Well, yeah, yeah, that's obvious, right? Possible AFC Championship matchup on I Monday night. Bill, I don't think so. Not if the Bills have anything to say about it. Dude, huh? the Bills are good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, Josh Allen real. looks like he started doing steroids over the summer. Did you see that video of him <laughs> running over people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On? I know it's Miami, but damn, you play in the NFL, you get ran over by the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. and it's not even Cam Newton the quarterback, or well, what's, you know, what's the quote one of those running that's, quarterback. That's a, do that's what? A, that's unnecessary roughness on the quarterback. Come on, coach. <laughs> Come on, coach. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, that but, yeah, dude. I, I like that Monday night game, too. I, so it sucks. To me, my two favorite games this weekend are the ones we have to wait the longest for. Sunday yeah. night 
and Monday night. The three Sunday for me. Night, because, I mean, obviously Packers. And for me, I haven't been able to watch the Packers because local <laughs> here, they've been playing the same time as the damn Cowboys every week. So I've been stuck watching the Cowboys instead of uh, – well, you get to watch them tomorrow night or Sunday so, night. So yeah, so I get yeah. yeah. As long as the stars aren't playing, I will watch them. So um, I've got, like, I've got my the three games of the the week to watch is Dallas, Seattle at three, Green Bay, New Orleans at seven, and then Kansas City, Baltimore on Monday. I really hope mm-hmm. that I don't have to watch Detroit, Arizona. Surely not. That would blow. I'll have to like. I'll have to like send you my Hulu login and <laughs> yeah, just yeah. turn just turn your location off when you log in. So and then it doesn't it doesn't matter actually uh, as long as I don't like connect to my location. Um, yeah. Los Angeles. So so another game that's early the, the the noon game of the week. Let's just say that. I think mm-hmm. L A Vegas L A sorry Los An- or Las Vegas Raiders will be a good game with New England, but I really like. The Los Angeles Rams and Buffalo game. 100%. Um, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I think that's going to be a good game. I'm in, in the 12 o'clock hour, man. I'm intrigued. I don't, I'm not necessarily that it's going to be the an exciting game. I'm just intrigued by the matchup Chicago and Falcons. You got yeah. two polar opposites going up against each other. What's going to prevail? Is defense going to win or is offense? I would say defense wins, even though I don't like the Bears. I, I think they're going to win. Because they're going to hold the Falcons probably to fourteen points, and if they can score seventeen, then they're going to win. Well, if they, Which if they, I, I hope the Bears, if the Bears can't score seventeen against the Falcons, they need to. So, so the Falcons to me are are funny. They've got a brand new, you know, Ferrari that's going to, you know, it's got six hundred horsepower, you know, sitting on the right hand lane. And that's Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Then they got the, you know. 2000 and 2010 Corvette still fast and so really good. And Julio Jones every once in a while, you know, he sputters out mm-hmm. and then they got a fucking slug bug at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like so much speed. And then you get to the quarterback. And yeah, it can, all you, can you, you even ima- talk early? You got now, you know, well, and- could you imagine like a, um, uh, give like Patrick Mahomes, those receivers, like, like I know he's got Tyreek Hill, but like, and Travis Travis Kelsey, but could you imagine giving him a, a Julio Jones on one side and a um, Calvin Ridley on the other, and then put Tyreek Hill on the slot? Mm-hmm. I don't think you could ever score. I don't think you could ever beat that team with Patrick well, Mahomes at quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I I would be honest though, the Atlanta Falcons are just the mean machine from the longest yard. Think about it. You got Paul Crew, aka. Yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler, he's a quarterback. That's Matt, Matt Ryan right there. You know, their jerseys even look alike. Yeah. Then you got Nelly as the running back. That's Todd, Todd Gurley. Gurley. Yeah. You know, um, who who was their uh, – yeah, Michael, Michael Irvin. His name was uh, Deacon. Deacon Moss yeah. was his character name. Julio Jones. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's your Julio, you know. Um, but what made that yeah. team – what made that team so good was their defense. Mm-hmm. You remember they yep. had old big boy. Uh, mm-hmm. They had uh, uh, Bob Sapp played a guy uh, in there. He's Terry the Crews, right? Yeah, Terry Crews is in there too. But Bob Sapp was the real big guy that when he got hit, he said he broke in my nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that that came from Mirko Krokop breaking oh, his yeah. nose. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> making him cry. And then, and then yeah, uh, you had uh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews was cheeseburger Eddie. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. 
Man, yeah. R.I.P. though. Uh, Give um, you the quakes. <laughs> R.I.P. though. What's his name? Uh, Chris Rock. Who who do you play? Uh, uh, caretaker, man. Yeah, caretaker. R.I.P. R.I.P. They did him dirty, bro. Dude, that's him sad. I, I I almost hate watching that movie because of that, that scene. That team though wouldn't have won without that extra motivational edge, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Not right. Not that it was scripted. It was <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Absolutely, but but yeah. So. So I, I got a I got a couple nuggets for you for besides football. Um, okay. Shout out to Dustin Johnson winning the FedEx Cup. Um, I think he, him, Justin Thomas, and Rory played a hell of golf season this year. Um, and the um, there's a new guy that's coming out. Uh, is it? I can't think of his name. It's really hard to pronounce. Um, give me a second. Um, but anyway, so Dustin Johnson, I mean, he absolutely just destroyed the game. Like, I just don't know how you can, um, you know, I don't know how you can beat that. And and then, you know, Justin Thomas was awarded the PGA America Player of the Year. But sure. Dustin Johnson won the FedEx Cup. And to me, it's a lot like fighting. Um, you get ranked up and the number one fighter in your weight class, but golf is just one class. And then. You know, mm-hmm. you get points, and <clears throat> then you've got other, you know, experts kind of weigh in, and it's just balance. And then the player of the year is different than the FedEx Cup, and all these yeah. different things. But so um, the FedEx Cup, I don't, I, I don't follow golf too much. Is the FedEx Cup like the? Is that like the championship? What would be like the Super Bowl of golf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, it's a certain amount of players can play in it, and then, um, you know, they go into the they go into the tournament with you know a certain amount of points, um. And then, you know, based on where they're at and their standings and where they finish at after the four rounds and it, it kind of ends up where, you know, where they, where they lay in that FedEx cup. And it's basically, you're based on regular events, you've got majors and then, um, and then it goes into the the playoff. So you've Mm -hmm. got like multiple tiers, you know, your masters is big, your, you know, your PGA is big, your, um, you know, and usually it's in Europe, but they've got all these different, you know, levels and, um, you play into the FedEx cup and basically Dustin Johnson kicks some butt. Right. Nice. Um, and then what did he shoot? Do you know? Um, like the whole tournament. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me pull it up real quick. Um, so like to me, it's like, uh, and where did they play at too? I uh, well, that. they, they play in different, different places every year. Um, give me a second. I'll pull it up for you. So FedEx cup winner, Dustin Johnson, this is his first title, right? Um, he shot better than like I was talking about. He shot. He finished twenty. Uh, he finished twenty-one under, and um, which was three shots better than Justin Thomas. Um, and then FedEx Cup um, was TPC Boston Olympia Fields Country Club, and then East Lake Golf Club. So I guess there was multiple okay. tournaments for it. Um, so they, they, I know they I like played in Boston. TPC Boston on uh, 2K. On the, that's fun. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, fun that's one. That's one of my favorite courses on there. But. but he's baller. And then and then you know obviously the other the other two you never talked about the NHL. But I'll finish I'll I'll finish my piece on the NBA. Yeah. Um, right now, um, the Lakers and um, Denver Nuggets are playing. Um, I had the scores pulled up here for a second. Hold on. Yeah. Um, Actually, Lakers just won one fourteen to one oh eight. They're up. Are they up one. in that series? 
Yeah, oh, they're three up three one. one. Oh, that series is practically done then, huh? Yeah. yeah Jamal Murray's like their only is the only player that's like really showing out this season. Mm-hmm. And um what's it how's the Eastern Conference? Yeah, I, I was just about to jump there. So yesterday, um Miami was leading the Celtics two to one. It was a close game. They uh the uh Heat won by three. Um basically, so it's three one, Miami's leading. Um Jimmy Butler has taken on the star role and just been playing like he's been playing so well. And they're, and they're funny because I think Miami could win this whole thing, man. I think they could beat the Lakers. I really do. They remind they me. Talent? Yeah. I, they Who remind else than Jimmy Butler. Do they? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. So they, they, um, they, man, like they remind you of who let's do that part first and then we'll get into who they have. Yeah. So what they remind me of is they remind me of, um, um, the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Oh, ho, ho. so and, Dirk, I'll you, baby. And, and give me this. <clears throat> All right. They have one really good star. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. They have Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Then they have, hold on a second. I have their roster pulled up. They have, a bunch of old dudes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've got Andre Iguodala. They've got um Udonis Haslam still playing. And he still plays? Yep. And then they got Goran Dragic. They have um uh, Bam Abadayo. They've got um Derek Jones Jr., Myers Leonard, uh Kelly Olenek's playing for him. They are and then this Tyler Harrow guy, he's I like him a lot. He's a little white dude playing. Like he's this little shooter. <laughs> he's funny. And then Solomon Hill's good. They have a team that is all role players, but they all fit the role. And they have Jay Crowder. I don't remember him. He played for the Mavericks. Um I think that they could win it, man. Like I I know, I get it. Okay, you got Anthony Davis, hard to beat. You've got you know, LeBron James, now that he's, you know, matured and all this stuff and whatever. And then, um, you know, whoever the heck else they care, I don't care. Right. They got Kyle Kuzma and, and those dudes. And um, I, I mean, I don't know. They're making the Celtics look bad. Yeah. I I will say one person I like uh, that you'd mentioned that's on that Heat team, man. Um, and I think he's a good piece for them to have on. I don't know how exactly he's playing, but just experience wise. Iggy, dude. The fact that they got him on that team, that's got to be yeah. a good role player to have since he basically played the role player in the Warriors. Warriors. And I'm curious, is the Heat's game plan going to be the same? Are they going to use Iggy to shut down LeBron again? I mean, well, I would be interested to see that. That'd be fun to watch those two knowledge. go at it. If I had to guess, yeah. Jimmy Butler will be covering LeBron James. Yeah, but is Jimmy Butler going to be able to keep going up and down, up and down the floor? Because you got to have him on offense too. You know? Yeah, but but the thing about is Jimmy, he a two way player like that? Yeah, Jimmy Butler is a beast. Okay, he Jimmy Butler was in some bad situations. He played for a bad Bulls team, and he played for a bad. I should have been good Sixers team. Mm-hmm. He played for a bunch of divas in Philly, and he played for a horrible franchise at this point in time for the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And basically the Bulls outed him. They're like, you know, get out of here. Like we really, they don't want to pay him. And then Philly, he was like, I'm getting out of here. And yep. so he ends up in Miami and he's loving it. He's the star where he needs to be. Um, 
he's making for you know i don't know like 30 million 40 million dollars a year um you know and he's just like he's happy and he is a good player he gets the hoop he can shoot okay he plays hella defense he's a tenacious player he's a disruptor right he's that guy that can get in somebody like lebron's face in clutch time and then andre Iguodala can fill in those gaps lebron doesn't play every minute of it of the whole game yeah that's true and like man i, I was I, I don't know where this came from but i was watching um sorry I thought this was really cool um i was watching an interview talking about the hate on skip bayless um <clears throat> mark cuban after the finals i think it was the next season the next playoffs the season after 2012 uh, mark cuban um, was on first take with Stephen a smith and skip bayless and um like super throwback right and mm-hmm. mark cuban calls out skip bayless and it's like you all you do is make generalities you don't understand there's like a six minute clip on youtube it's hilarious he's like all you do that. is make yeah all you do is make generalities you know I'm not, he's like i'm not just talking about you i'm talking about all the mainstream media you don't understand how it works all you talk about is how lebron lost the, the, the championship for the heat he was like but what you don't get is that the way we set up our defense made lebron do what he did you know, we kept LeBron on the perimeter and he's like, well, he just didn't want to, he just didn't want to take the effort to go down, down low. And he was like, he was like, skip, do you know what defensive schemes we ran? And he's like, well, you know, you just sent uh, uh, he was like fumbling. <laughs> and Mark, he was like, what defensive schemes did we run? Come on, skip. And it was awesome. Like he, I've never seen skip Bayless shut, you know, shut talk up shit to somebody after they win a championship. Yeah. Well, and he's like, he's like, I don't think, you know, and, and Mark is like, Mark Cuban's like, we didn't have the talent to guard him, so we had to create a scheme to stop him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Skip Bayless, you know, when somebody's when somebody's proven wrong, they always argue. You know, they like they like get louder and you know start yelling. Mm-hmm. And Mark Cuban's like, dude, stop! Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know basketball. Like, you shut your mouth. And he's like, LeBron came up small. He was like, he came up small because we made him force him into a spot where he didn't want to be. And yep. he's like, that's what we did. He's like, well, he's just a freight train. And, and then like, it cut off. But like, I loved yep. it. I was like, Mark Cuban, don't give a crap. He knows how it works. You have a good coach, a good scheme. You win the game, you know? Yep. That that whole series is the reason why LeBron has worked so hard on his three-point shot. Yeah, absolutely. I he mean, couldn't shoot. He couldn't, he, couldn't, he couldn't shoot his way out of a freaking anything, you know? Like, yeah. tin can, right? Like, he yeah. – he, uh, if you watch that game, those games – it was a perfect storm. The Mavericks knew that the extra pass got them the open shot. Mm-hmm. They ran the pick and roll to perfection, pick and pop, pick and roll with Dirk. You can't stop that. Yep. Dirk, and you definitely can't stop that fadeaway. Well, and that, and that's what and that's what happens. So you know you you have Jason Kidd or you have um, JJ Barrera or you have one of those guys come off the pick and roll, dish it back to Dirk. You know, it's a mismatch. Dirk hits that fadeaway. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing now. The Mavericks are kind of in a similar situation. But now the, the ball is getting passed again to Luka. But also, when you have Porzingis on the floor, Porzingis creates that big body that does the pick and pop, pick and roll, and you can mm-hmm. dish it to alley-oop to, to Porzingis or dish it out to Porzingis on the perimeter or you know at the mid-range, and he's going to make those shots. And that's why I think Porzingis is one of the most important pieces to the Mavericks you know, going forward, if he stays healthy, because you can't guard it. Who's going to guard well, it? If huh? Porzingis stays healthy, who who says the Mavs aren't still in it right now, man? Because if think about it, the Clippers didn't play worth, didn't play that great 
I mean, well, and then they got bounced by the Nuggets, and the Nuggets. I, I think the Mavs would have had a good chance against the, against the oh, Nuggets. They would have beat them. I think they would have beat the Nuggets. So if you I think about, you think about that first game against the Clippers. The, the Mavericks lost total momentum. So the first game, the Mavericks were roaring. They're about to win, and then they and then they ejected Porzingis for some dumb, for complete stupid. Oh, some oh, and and then the, the Mavericks lost their momentum, and the Mavericks won the next game. But it was like the. Once he was hurt and he was out, it was like it was over. It was like we had no chance. Like Luca could do what Luca does at some point, and you know he, he had an amazing buzzer beater. But like that was like the magic for that 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 playoffs was over, right? You, you can only you can only have so much magic, right? And and Porzingis I think creates that consistency for for Luca, and gives Luca open shots and gives Luca that one on one that he wants. And because you can't if you double team Luca, you leave. Porzingis with a six foot three dude or a, a seven footer, it's still too short for Porzingis. And Porzingis yeah. gained some weight this year, so he's kind of you know, who wants to bully that guy around? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I'd shit. I saw the video of homeboy leaving the damn uh, club in Eastern Europe in the off season. He apparently, did you see that where he had like knocked got, some dude out? Yeah, he got jumped. Like, he, yeah, he like, uh, but yeah, he. I mean, he held his own from what I heard. But so. like. So my thing is I'm sick and sick and sick, sick, so sick of the freaking LeBron in the finals. Um, yeah. But – Got to get used to it though, man. It's one of those is because he's always going to go join a team of stars, good players and to get himself there because he can't do it on his own, you know. He's never done it on his own He yet. did it one time, one time on his own. Cleveland. Doesn't count. <laughs> he had Kevin Love, which I think is a great role player, but like they didn't have anything. They had J.R. Smith, who didn't even know what you know the clock or anything. That was the year that Kyrie was hurt, huh? Yep, Kyrie. Well, yep. Kyrie was playing. I mean, Kyrie played. Yeah, so he had Kyrie too. How are you going? Yeah, you but, can't just Kyrie. But, but, but like he didn't. It's not like he joined a team of stars. Like he had one other player. Like uh, Kyrie I, was I, like. Kyrie's a star player. He's not a superstar, but he's yeah, a but star. it's it's the same thing as Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen. You know, it's like there's really not too many players except for Allen Iverson that's taken their team anywhere. You know, like True. Allen Iverson did, and he lost. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. If there's any player in the history besides Jordan, probably, and LeBron and, and Allen Iverson that could take a team to the finals by themselves. I mean, yeah. like, like Allen Iverson was just unguardable. I mean, and then. Um, Could you imagine how good Iverson probably would have been had he had just been maybe six inches taller? But I'm curious. I don't think he would have been the same player, though. He wouldn't have been. Because he was so, like, he's so shifty. I think he, you know, he had a. But if he had that speed and was shifty and then also had another six inches. Put him him as a quarterback like he was. And he's a Kyler Murray type or he's a Lamar Jackson type. Ooh. I would have loved to see him play in the NFL. That'd have been cool, you know. Yeah. The same thing I would have loved to see uh, LeBron James play tight end or defensive end or something, you know. Um, yeah, especially with that body, dude, even like, like a big ass DK Metcalf type yeah. receiver. Well, he and but the thing is, is LeBron would never have made as much money as he has by playing mm-hmm. football. No, because um, he's yeah. he wouldn't have been the man of the league like right. he is with yeah. basketball, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, so. but. So tell and he would have had to go to college. Fuck that. I would. I would have rather got paid too. Man, yeah. But it's gonna happen, man. Um, hope everybody tunes into the rest of the games and definitely, um, you know, watches um, these good football games we got coming up this weekend. Um, 
you know, keep I'm, tuning into us for more sleeper picks, more more anything. Like, share, subscribe us on Facebook, all that good stuff. And, and we'll and we'll hit up college uh, college football next week. There's some there's some cool stories coming out in college football. Um, just a teaser for next week. We'll talk about Pac-12 starting football, um, Big Ten starting football, the SECs, and you know, about to be in full swing. Uh, Big 12 is going to be in full swing, and, and it's going to be fun to watch, I think. Um, um, you know, college football has kind of got the wayside because they can't, they pretty much canceled, and now they're all coming back. And we can talk about the controversy of, like, a team in the Pac-12 and Big Big 10 if they go 7 and, or 8-0, and, and do they do they qualify for the BCS or, or not, you know. So we we got some we got some cool topics coming up, and um, yeah, but we'll leave it at that. Tune in. Yeah, y'all tune in. Y'all keep listening. Uh and uh, if you like us, like I said, share us. You Absolutely. Know, you know, share our episodes. Tell your friends, go listen. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Later. Time.